This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, October 20th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Growers report automation. Ag opposing Prop 30. Key FDA post opens and predicting climate's crop impact. Western Growers surveys farmers on automation. Western Growers is in its second year of collecting data for its Global Harvest Automation Report and is seeking farmers and startups to fill out surveys. The related initiative seeks to automate half the fresh produce harvest within a decade. During an update at FIRA USA yesterday, Western Growers Walt DeFlock said the first report showed the industry is getting close to the 50% mark. But harvesting whole foods is hard to automate and still get that lettuce or citrus to the store without a scratch on it, he explained. The initial report also found that growers spend on average about $350,000 for automation annually. DeVlock said the second iteration of the report will better segment the population, giving investors more granular details on how farmers spend that money. Western Growers will release the new report at the end of the year. Ag Council, vote no on Prop 30. The Ag Council of California is encouraging members to vote down the Proposition 30 on taxing millionaires to support electric vehicles and wildfire prevention. The group agrees with Governor Newsom in calling the ballot initiative a Trojan horse and a cynical scheme to benefit the ride-share company Lyft. Opponents argue it would be a subsidy to help Lyft meet a state mandate to use ZEVs for 90% of the miles traveled by 2030. The California Chamber of Commerce has also joined the effort to oppose Prop 30. NAS study puts focus on methane source fuel. A new Academy of Sciences report could give a boost to efforts to recalculate the carbon intensity of biomethane produced by digesters under California's low-carbon fuel standard. The report says the most significant fuels with large negative CI carbon intensity scores under existing policy are based on biomethane from manure. But those scores could go up if the policy picture changes. For example, if all operations were required to use enclosed digesters, the report says. A Food and Water Watch attorney agreed with the report's characterization and called for approval of a state bill requiring the California Air Resources Board to directly regulate short-lived climate pollutants like methane from dairy operations on or after January 1, 2024, if certain conditions are met. But Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper said the report's conclusions, quote, don't necessarily offer any new insights. He thinks it will have little impact on the EPA's upcoming set rule, which will determine new biofuel usage targets. This was largely an academic exercise, and we don't expect it to have much impact on current or future low-carbon fuel policies and regulations, Cooper said, while acknowledging the need for better data. More current and more robust data sets would surely show that the carbon intensity of biofuels, like ethanol, is even lower than current models suggest, he said. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Departing CVM chief praised by industry. 
The Food and Drug Administration is facing change in leadership with major implications for animal agriculture. Stephen Solomon is retiring at the end of the year as director of the FDA's Center for Veterinary Medicine. CVM regulates animal biotechnology as well as animal drugs and feed labeling. Dana Brooks, president of the Pet Food and Institute, said Solomon has been a strong advocate on animal and food issues within FDA and Capitol Hill. The challenge is going to be that he has so many years of expertise, Brooks said. He knows the internal workings of FDA. Dave Fairfield, National Grain and Feed Association Senior Vice President of Feed, said Solomon's leadership style, quote, fostered a frequent and open dialogue with stakeholders. Looking ahead, Deputy Director Tracy Forfa will become acting director of CVM. She has a good working relationship with stakeholders, but she lacks an animal or veterinarian background, Brooks says. We hope when they look at to the next director, they'll look at someone who has experience in companion animal or animal veterinary medicine, Brooks said. We have to have someone who has that type of broad expertise and understanding of the way government operates to be able to step into that position and be ready to hit the ground running. Farmers can switch commodity programs. The Farm Service Agency has opened enrollment for the agriculture risk coverage and price loss coverage programs for the 2023 crop, that allowing producers to switch from their current program. Gary Snitke, an economist at the University of Illinois, says current market trends favor Art County for Midwest crops, but he notes it's too early to get a good indication of which option producers will choose. Farmers have until March 15 to make changes. PLC triggers payments when average market prices fall below reference prices, and Art County triggers payments when county revenue falls below a five-year average. Well, here's today's She Said It. Not only has he been transparent about his goals for the agency, he's also challenged our industry to tackle ongoing food safety issues so we can continue developing safer food for all. That American Feed Industry Association President and CEO Constance Coleman on retiring CDM Director Stephen Solomon. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, October 20th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., Visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.